Hey guys, stay tuned. Jason and I are going to talk about watches to add to your collection in 2019. Hello and welcome to another episode, a very special episode of The Trading Desk. My name is Joshua Thanos, and this is my buddy, Jason Maine. What's up, buddy? Glad to have you back, man. Yeah, it's good to see you as well, man. I, I Unfortunately, I'm not as pretty as your last uh, co-host. Uh, great show, by the way. Thanks. Anybody yeah, it who watched fun. it uh, last week, Elena Lackman, who's a longtime employee of, of Watchbox and Watch uh, in Gothenburg, was on the show, and it was very enjoyable. I watched yeah, it, it from, from the beach in Florida. Turned into a pretty genuine conversation, so it was, it was easy. It was fun. Yeah, you're being nice to, to her. Uh, it was nice. Convince her to come on more often for you guys. Don't worry, I'm I'm giving her some pep talks. Right. I think she she did a great job, and uh, and we'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. So yeah. let's let's start with what we always start with: wrist shots. Jason, you going first, or am I going? No, first? no, 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 no. You got a shiny new watch. Well, we both have new watches, but you have uh, a special watch that you really, really like, and you think you did a good job purchasing. So yeah. <laughs> What is that, Jason? This is the Bulgari Octo Finissimo in titanium, uh, limited edition of 200 pieces in the blue. So I don't know if you can make the blue out there. We have these brand new lights in the studio. They're quite bright. Uh, so I've, I've, you know, obviously uh, the thinnest automatic uh, right before the Piaget came out and took that title. Um, but probably the thinnest automatic that is durable enough to be worn every day, I would say. Um, I've worn this uh, about two weeks now, and I've really, really fallen in love with it. It's a great piece, and uh, if we can afford the opportunity, I'm just going to... You've been wanting that watch for a while, so it's great. So about this is a watch years. that compares to a Piaget? So there you go. you got all hand-finished in-house uh, micro-rotor automatic, and uh, you notice how wide the movement is. It's basically to make up for how thin it is and a uh, little little bit of platinum there on the rotor Ooh, you know platinum rotor where's your watch at with the platinum rotor i don't have one of those okay no i don't have any bulgari watches jason look how amazing that or is. piaget for that for that matter there you go there's a shot with the blue yeah, it's nice the watch is pretty it's very very comfortable if uh if you like Can I see it? engineering um in any way i would say you owe it to yourself to try one on because it's definitely a feat of engineering. Yeah, Jason's definitely pushing this watch hard. I may have sold more Octo Finissimos than anybody in the country. Uh, I should probably get a check from Bulgari. Yeah? Well, you're wearing one, so here you go. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. It is very thin. Um, not my not my cup of tea, but I think it is cool. I know three it, weeks from now, Josh owns an Octo Finissimo. Well, maybe. I am very uh, very compulsive when it or impulsive when it comes to watch purchasing. But, I mean, it's nice. It looks nice. I like a thin watch. I don't know. This... This watch, when I look at it, does not speak to me in, in the manner that it speaks to you, Jason. But that's fine. Cause, to uh, me, it's it's like very... Uh, this is like your grail. Tech, it's like very tech, uh, kind of like Tony Stark-ish is how I see it. It's like a very tech-inspired. Uh, so you feel like Iron Man when you wear this, Exactly. Jason? I'm, I'm fig trying to figure out where you press to have the Iron Man suit come out of you it. Don't. You don't. Know? It's a bulgery, Jason. You don't oh, do that. Well, way to kill my dreams. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a cool watch. I know it's one that you've wanted. You don't... I mean, well, on camera with me, you definitely don't show a lot of like uh, enthusiasm or excitement about watches. But I know that this is something that you've been excited about sure. for for a long time. So I'm I'm happy that you got it, man. I know that you traded in your Panerai, so you're no longer a Panerai owner. Not yeah, for the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got a Panerai's out there. Speaking of that, so my wrist check is. Let's see if we can get a close up here. With our new cameraman. All right, nice. So this is a Panerai 560. It's an eight day movement. So if you guys know my uh, my collection, I have a PAM002, 
which uh, has uh, patina or water damage, however yeah. you want to call it. And uh, that watch has like a two and a half day power reserve. It's also beat to hell. So um, I like the aesthetic of the watch, but I wanted something I could wear every day. And this came along, so I went and picked it up. It's a sandwich style, eight day movement. It actually has about a nine, da- nine day power reserve, but it's essentially a chronometer for eight days, which is nice. So I get to wind this once a week. I put it on a strap that's really not even supposed to fit the watch, but I love it on here. It's the uh, it's like an army green um, uh, accordion rubber strap, and it's for a 47 millimeter, but you can squeeze it in the lugs there. So the great thing about Panerai is that there's no shortage of straps. So I can put this on really any strap. So I have my 002s on a leather strap, so I'll wear that for kind of special occasions. Um, so and just give that a bit of a rest. So it's basically my 510 without a second hand. It's literally the same. Yeah, yeah. it's a 510 with no... With and no... you stole my color green and put it on there. I don't, so I don't think I, I stole maybe, anything maybe from you, Jason. A, uh... I doubt you own the color green, but I know that is your favorite. Look, you're yeah. wearing it today. Nice. There we go. Got the green shoes, too. But, all right, that was wrist checks, guys. We have uh, two new watches for uh, in our collections. Jason with uh, a Bulgari and me with a Panerai. The Bulgari, I think, is safe to say. Yeah, I don't think there's any of the Bulgaris you'd want to buy. Except maybe this in ceramic eventually. I got to see that. I haven't seen one yet. Well, that's tough. The problem with ceramic is that it's uh, it's very delicate in terms of like if you knock it at all, you can crack it. Whereas this titanium, you can have yeah. this. Though this one's sandblasted, right? Yours is sandblasted? Yeah. Which is cool. I love the aesthetic. I'll tell you this. Like, I might make jokes or, or make fun of you, but that, that is actually a really, really nice watch. And I think Pretty. that that's the first time I've seen you kind of do something that wasn't totally sensible. In terms of a watch purchase, so I'm proud of you. You, uh, you, you know, you went off. Like, I win you, you the pull Thanos. Yeah, it's yeah, the Thanos. The Thanos. That's there cool, man. I, I appreciate. It's that. not a. It's not a uh, uh, parallel. Now, but, yeah, yeah, know, I do have but, a parallel. That is true. Though right. I don't think I paid much of anything for that watch. So, um, cool, man. Cool. All right. So what's the next? What's up next, Jason? Uh, we got top five. Oh yeah, that's right. Top All five of the clicked watches. Oh, nice. What are they? Oh, oh wow, we got a nice lineup. These are all watches that could all be in the same uh, collection here. So, the most, uh, the number number five most clicked watch this week is a yellow gold Yachtmaster. Dude, how do what do you feel about that watch? The how do you Yachtmaster feel about that? Deuce. Yeah, Yachtmaster two, forty four millimeters. It's the uh, yachting timer chronograph. It's a cool watch. It's it's not my style watch. It's very uh, you don't have to own a yacht, but you got to be a special kind of person. I mean, it's it's very, I would say, out there. You know, mm-hmm. a little a little mafioso. Um, it's a big watch, right? It's the blue is obviously the stark contrast on the blue is is what that watch is known for. But sure. the yachting timer is a little kind of a uh, nonsensical feature in my opinion. If I was going to go with something complicated like that, I like the Skydweller better. Yeah. Um, in terms of getting something that's not a base movement. But, I mean, look at that. It's solid gold. It's obviously it's it's an a pretty watch. hot watch. Yeah, it's definitely an FU watch. It's a watch I can wear in Miami. Um, yeah, I mean, not my type of Rolex, but I could definitely see why it would get a lot of attention. thing is, it fits you. It probably fit you better than me because it is large, but that's a, that's a great watch. Not for, better than yeah. number four. <laughs> number four fits my wrist. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, then, well, and by the way, this is the new hands it looks like, too. Yeah. So that's a $37,000 watch, the number five most clicked on watch of the week. Number four is a ridiculous badass watch with the $44,000 retail. Going for double. Yeah, exactly. So you got the uh, the uh, Royal Oak Open Works. Um, this thing's absolutely fantastic. I put it's it on my balance, wrist. Right? Yeah, I put it on my wrist to take a photo the other day for, for somebody. And uh, I think I killed like 10 minutes trying to get like macro shots from my phone that yeah. just wouldn't quite focus on this on all everything that's going on in there. 
Um, the thing looks like a freaking pinball machine. It's awesome. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I, there's not a lot of skeleton movements that I like personally. The open work, the double balance open work, especially in the in the uh, in the stainless, uh, is is ridiculous because it it actually has like a like an element of two tone to it, right? Because it has the gold balance there. So it's I don't know. I, I love that watch. I think well, I, clearly everyone loves the watch too. The demand is so far out of control that's literally going for double the retail. You cannot get this. It doesn't matter who you are, right? If you're a first time boutique customer of AP, you're not getting this watch. Well, no, I mean so it's available on our website. You mean at retail? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying a boutique customer of AP. So if you want to buy this watch brand new and not have to go pay market price for it, it's just, I mean, you would have to spend probably over $100,000 with AP in order to even get a whiff of that and probably right. more than that, honestly. But yeah, that watch is out of control. That That has probably been one of their strongest watches for a long time. So now AP is really strong. Um, all the 15400s, the 15500s are all going at or above retail. But this watch has been super strong for a long time. They had the 39 the 39 millimeter version of the watch is really nice too. But yeah. when, the movement on the double balance is, is unbelievable. So the nice thing, yeah, well, the double balance and then two with the larger case size, you get a little bit more to look at too in the, sure. in the exhibition. It's but, a little big for my wrist, but um, it would definitely be, I would make the compromise a little yeah, I was going to say, you, you adjust to that watch. That watch doesn't adjust to uh, you. Yeah. Well, a, I've, I've sold one of these not too long ago to an NBA player, and, and, and he wears it every every time I see a picture of him, he's wearing that watch because I know he loves it. So that's awesome. All right, what's the next one? Super same price point as the first two. Uh, so that's the uh, Oyster Date. Um, that's a uh, watch that, probably, yeah, I mean, right? 34 millimeter watch uh, with a smaller price tag. $2,500 I mean, Rolex. Yeah, $2,500 Rolex steel. I mean, that's it's got to be why mm-hmm. uh, it's being clicked on. And we're actually seeing a big trend of like how OP39s are starting to pick up because it's are it's they? what's available. I mean, people, mm-hmm. are, people are like, you know what? It's, uh, it's a wearable size. It's available in the case more or less. Um, except for maybe the white dials, those are pretty pretty hard to track down right now. Yeah, you're but, right. But um, yeah, well, perpetual year, right? date, 34 millimeter. Anybody that's like a, a smaller guy looking for a midsize or even a woman's watch, um, that's a great pickup for 2,500 bucks. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's a good starter piece, or it's good, you know, gift watch for a woman. It's a uh, it's a vintage piece too, so it's nice. <laughs> the next one is a watch that I would absolutely own and might be part of our topic a little later on. So the Rolex Date Eight Forty. This is black dial, yellow gold with yellow gold markers. The watch is unbelievable. I believe it's a thirty-four thousand retail. So it's so it sells market price just below that. We have it listed for thirty thousand bucks, twenty-nine nine nine fifty. Second most clicked watch of the week. What do you think? What are, what are your thoughts on? That I like watch? it a lot. I mean, it's definitely more uh, something that I would wear more than number five, the Yachtmaster. Yeah. Um, I think it has a much better opportunity like a better chance of staying in a collection because it's such a staple type of piece uh i don't know that i'd go yellow i really really like the white gold version with the green dial sure for me uh but yeah. that watch is pretty awesome yeah no the, the date 840s fits so well like the, when they went from the 41 to the 40s i yeah. think that was a huge difference and i think it, it uh it was a, a great upgrade you know for the the uh going from like say the date eight or the uh the date just twos to the date just 40s like our day just 41s there was they changed proportions and they are nicer but not the, there's not as much of a stark difference as you did you got from going from a date 82 to a date 840 yeah for me i mean like so you're right in that and i i would argue that it's almost not worth buying a date ju- uh date just 41 in an oyster because like you're just getting the jubilee sure so it makes sense if you don't own one yet and you're gonna buy one mm-hmm. like and you want the date just 41 to get the the jubilee instead of the oyster because mm-hmm. now that's what makes that watch special 
But the same thing here, and I think uh, it actually going down to a 40 made all the difference. It made yeah. the watch a little bit classier. Sure. The bezel's not as chunky. The, the case is not yeah. as thick. It's beautiful. All right. And the number one most clicked on watch this week is not a Rolex like or an AP or a Patek. It is an Omega. It's nice. It's actually an Omega that I think you and I would each own, right? Yeah. You, I, you've never talked to me about your thoughts on the dark side of the moon. What are your thoughts? I have uh, – I'm – I've got a weird thing with Speedmasters that uh, times I catch shit for, but uh, it's ceramic. Sure. It's nice. I mean, um, personally, I, I, if I'm going to own an Omega uh, Speedmaster, I want the most basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a Hesalite, or I guess even a Sapphire Sandwich, but I want a 005. I want to own it for as cheap as possible. I want to resell it for as cheap, you know, as mm-hmm. little of a loss as possible. Um, well, part of that, though, I know you've said is because it doesn't have a date which you get with the with the dark side. I mean, so in terms of like market price for a dark side, it's what a 12-1 retail. Mm-hmm. You can pick them up for, we have it listed for $79.50. You can get them for right around like, you know, mid sevens or so is what you can pick up the watch for. So I believe that there's tremendous value in that. You get a full ceramic case with, what is it, the 8,500 caliber, I think is what it is. Um, when you have, and you have a large exhibition case spec, the, the movement's actually very pretty on that watch. You get an amazing box set. Like it's a great, I think that's the 8,800 caliber. Sorry, okay, 8,800. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not technical. Not to drop. call Tim, <laughs> um, but uh, I I like that watch a lot. I think when it first came out, there they had an opportunity for to make that watch like I just I feel hot like as the sun. Yeah, or yeah, I feel like there's just so many of them um, now that if they would have just that. done one or two, I just, it kind of lost its luster for me. Plus, I like I'm not a big fan of the big double automatic chronograph um i like the manual movement mm-hmm. and i don't know what it is with Speedmasters, but i've owned a, a few and they just don't stick around they just you know as much as i want to fall in love with it it just doesn't quite get there sure um so i can understand know. that it's they, a cool piece i could definitely see somebody falling in love with it. i do kind of like the the hue on the gray side a little bit more than the dark side but yeah i agree with you i think that if i had to pick one if you told me i gotta buy one uh side of the moon it's going to be the gray side, but they got, they have the vintage black, they have the all black. Yeah, there's a, there's all sorts of and the then white the, side, the Sedna, but... whatever. Yeah, there's all sorts of ones. Yeah, uh, George Mayer has got the white side of the of the moon, which is a questionable funky, purchase in my opinion. But funky, funky <laughs> strap. He's got like an Oreo thing going on there. Yeah, with the... But I mean, you oh, who are you to question? You're buying bulgaries. Yeah. Hey. All right, guys. So um, so that was top five. Uh, very interesting. Looks like. You know, mainstream is is still running strong. You have uh, Rolexes, stainless steel, gold, and and you have AP, of course, and then Omega, which has always been strong, just not at the the, the price points are not going to be near retail, but there's always going to be a lot of buyers for Omegas. All right, cool. So let's get into the meat of the show, and let's start off by uh, making a big announcement, guys. So listen up here closely. Um, I uh, how do I put this, Jason? So this will be my last show as. Uh, as an agent or an employee of Watchbox and Godford, guys. Um, I'm, uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, I've been traveling back and forth between Florida and uh, and Philly a lot, and it's it gotten a little rough, so uh, I ended up having to take a position in full-time in Florida, and now I get to be on the other side of this, not a dealer, but a collector of watches. And, uh, and that's kind of what the show is going to be about today, is uh, what watches we want to add to our collections this year, and I've been putting a lot of thought into this. Uh, I know Jason's known that this has been coming for a little while, and it's, yeah. I feel a little emotional now saying it out loud, dude. I mean, it's I've had a, so, a few weeks to kind of get used to this. But. Yeah, a little bit of insight. Uh, obviously, we've been you know queuing this up for a little while. The transition is not something you do you know overnight, right? right yeah. um, so 
the last show that you and I did together, we knew at that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, decided, you know, it wasn't the right time to say anything. Obviously, uh, when you were figuring out what you know, you you went home, arranged all the stuff. Uh, that's was last week, and then I had Elena on because you weren't here. Yeah, which by so, the way. If I have to, if I cast a vote for who your new co-host is going to be full time, it's Elena. That show was for me better than any show that we've done before. I always like doing the show with you, and you know, people like to talk trash and say that we don't get along. You guys don't have any idea between the, the relationship that Jason and I have. Bro. But besides that, like on camera, the, ke- the chemistry yeah. was fantastic. No, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was easy um, in terms of conversation, and uh, similar to when I had Manjos on the show, like yeah. it just felt Manjos like a very good too. natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and I said, you know, I may I may have spoken to you more per day mm-hmm. in the last week than I did when you worked with oh, us. Oh yeah, like it's uh, yeah. anyhow. Um, and, so uh, yeah, so moving forward, it's going to be uh, you know obviously version 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. It's definitely going to be different. It's probably not going to feel right for a little bit, but uh, I disagree, you know, man. I we think, are, I think uh, it's going to be really good from the beginning. Honestly, we are going to have uh, a special guest uh, appearance by Josh. I think every, yeah. every once in a if while, if I make if my way can. up to Philly, if as and, long as uh, the weather's good, my, my trip up to Philly this when time you're was coming not great. up to uh, buy watches. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have you on as yeah. a, a collector's perspective. Right. And by the way, like I see some, uh, I, I don't know if we're joking or not, but in the in the chat box, they're asking if I was fired. I doubt they would let me on the show if I was fired. This was a decision made by me, and it's, uh, you know, luckily the the company treated me very well for the last six years that I've worked for them, and and I, you know, nothing but love. This is a hard decision to make, and uh, but everybody was more than kind and great to me. So you know, I'm very grateful that number one that you guys. Let me come back on the show and kind of have this discussion. But you know, I'm I'm going to be I'm going from being an agent of the company to a friend of the company. So I'm still a collector. Um, I'll be engaging, you know, through Instagram and you know, possibly by, you know, YouTube and whatnot uh, sure. with the community. But all right, guys. So that was that. Let's talk That's about it. it's done. It's what Go watch it. So it, it doesn't matter what my new job is going to be. All that matters is that I'm going to be making some money. And uh, I should have enough money to, to kind of buy some of, some of the watches that I want to add to my collection in the next year. So that's what this is about, Jason. So um, let's talk about the yeah. watches we want to add to our collection. So first of all, you've already hit your grail, so you don't, you're done buying watches. Yeah, I don't know if it's my grail. I will say, though, it's a little – I was also having this conversation with a good friend of both of ours uh, yesterday, and it's a little surreal – to to think of what the you know what the retail cost is and it's it's obviously the most the highest retail cost uh that i own yeah in terms of you know what's the retail on it? uh, uh 13.9 i think it is oh, right around you know, my, with, but, with, uh, my, uh, with my omega so but you know it's it's uh i had this really trippy thing when when i got the sub and that was like oh man it's a six thousand dollar watch and then you <laughs> get really used to that real fast and then I got the Explorer, and it's like, wow, it's crazy. I own two Rolexes now. Sure. We started um, making some money this year. Well, you know, not only that, but just really figuring out, like, and, and it's kind of an important part of the show, too, that I think is, like, kind of figuring out how to make things happen. Sure. And it's not just, uh, you know, one day I'll be lucky and figure out how to make that work, because then it never happens. It's let's let's set a goal, let's be real about it, and let's make things happen. And, uh, you know, part of that is is trades. Part of that is setting yourself up for success in other parts of your life. Right. Um, well, we have yeah, so, so Jason and I. So I have a friend who's who I've been working with. He was actually a customer of mine and became a good friend. And he, he's probably watching right now. If he's not watching live, he'll definitely be watching later. But um, he's become a mentor of mine and, and, and Jason as well. And, um, you know, one thing that he 
instilled in me and in you is that you know you got to set realist like real goals not hey i want to make a million dollars or hey i want to go buy myself a new watch right. like let's find a watch you want to buy and then work towards that set a date towards that so uh, we've been talking about that a little bit so some of the watches that i want to add to my collection to the end of the year so let's talk about what i have so i have two panerais two basically <laughs> identical looking panerais but different panerais i have the omega smp um, the the ceramic but pre forty two. I have my uh, Omega Seamaster three hundred, the titanium and rose gold, and that watch. What else? I have my Breitling Aerospace. Um, I have a Tudor in my collection right now. I got my Rolex Datejust. Um, what else am I missing? Is there anything else? I'm sure there's a few others that I'm missing. Yeah, I was the looking. Anonimo, oh, the, the Parley. I have two Bell and Ross. Yeah. So my my collection's all over the place. So I, what I want to do is I want to you know. The, my idea of watches is changing rapidly. I mean, sure. so, you know, I haven't been up here for the last two weeks, and I've been looking at watches from a different perspective now. You know, I'm no longer a dealer of watches now. I'm a consumer of watches. So I get to look at watches from based on what I like, not what other people look like. So a watch that – number one watch I want to add in the next year, which for sure I will, is a black dial stainless steel sky dweller. So the 326934 in a black dial. Uh, a friend of mine in Florida had one and let me try it on uh, recently, and I'm just like, okay, I have to have this watch. So that's a watch that by the end of the year I will absolutely own. Hopefully I'll be able to get on a list somewhere, maybe here, and get a new one. If I can't, then I'll have to buy it at market price. But either way, that watch will be in my collection by the end of the year. What about you? I think that's a that's a great like aspirational piece to own because yeah. uh, who knows what the market's going to be, but you've decided that that's the watch for you. So regardless of what the market is, like, and it's an awesome wearable piece. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I, I will say, though, uh, my mentality for this, for this list, is not so much the amount of pieces. It's what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a piece that I have uh, really, really said, like, one day I'm going to get that watch. Sure. And uh, before, uh, really before I owned any Rolexes, it was that watch, and that's the Smurf. Oh, yeah. So you're going to add a Smurf by the end of the year? I, I'm going to push. 25000 bucks. I'm going to push really, really hard. Hey, man, I don't you gotta rack up those commissions, man. It would be. I mean, I, I. It's a. I get it that it's a very aspirational goal, but mm-hmm. it can't. In my opinion, like it can't be a goal unless it's it's far fetched. You know. Sure. And if if I knew it was going to be, it'd be easy for me to say, hey, listen, my next watch, uh, like I love this. My next watch is going to be, you know, the new uh, Ultra Deep. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll just make a phone call and I'll get one next week. You know, it's yeah. not. Yeah. So, I've for the longest time uh said that i really want that second place uh if it wasn't going to be that watch i really really like the uh the all gold gmt with the green dial okay but discontinue now but i gotta say yellow gold gmt i love a a smurf over the gmt case so the smurf for me is you know it's stealth wealth whatever you want to call it it's neutral it's blue Mm -hmm. don't have a, a blue watch except for the markers on this now but uh, just because you gave an overview, I will say I've, I've pared down my collection quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this now. Panerai's gone. So I have this. I have the non-date uh, 114060. Mm-hmm. I have the Polar, the 216570 in 42 millimeters. I have the Breitling Aerospace, the black titanium. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a you know a handful of watches that don't quite make it in the box. So some Seikos. Uh, you know, um, there might be a couple other little dress watches Same in there. Me. Yeah, just a yeah, bunch just of stack of stuff. stuff that stacks on the side. And then uh, the uh, Seamaster uh, Professional. Oh, yeah. Um, 
the bond, the wave dial. Did you not sell that to somebody recently? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's pending. Oh, okay. It's pending sale. Oh, so he um, to- <laughs> one of the guys in the office told me, "Hey, guess yeah. what? I just bought Jason's uh, uh, Omega." Yeah. So, fifty uh, percent deposit has been placed um, until the rest is, oh, is uh, secured. Then. Okay, good. But yeah, so so, so yours gotta, is a Smurf is the next one, right? I think the Smurf for me is the you know I I can't say that it's absolutely going to be the next watch because mm-hmm. you never know what really pops up. But that's the next watch that I'm, I've got my sights set on for sure. I gotcha. Well, I would say that – so uh, I could definitely see myself picking up a Smurf by the end of the year. So definite will be the Black Dial Stainless Steel Sky Dollar. Without a doubt, I'll have that watch. Um, I also want to buy myself – and I know it's, we're going Rolex heavy, but I want to buy myself a 40-millimeter President. So by the end of the year, that'll probably be like a that's birthday a, present for myself. That's a baller watch, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I, that's, that's, that's going to be my stretch idea, goal. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I definitely want to own that. Um, I would like to add a Jorn to the collection as well. Um, probably a um, uh, a CS, like a, a, a platinum or rose gold CS. Probably platinum or rose gold. No vertical turbio? <laughs> Just shoot for the... <laughs> yeah, well, I want to buy CS a house is, too. So. Yeah, the CS is awesome. I, I could get behind that. It's you just know, a good watch to have, yeah. Yeah, the, the Cenograph is... Though I don't have a lot of well, Cenograph is the word say. I don't have Cenograph a lot of opportunities is far to wear. Away my favorite Jorn. Well, that, that I agree with you. That's the best Jorn. That's that's the best movement he makes. That's the best Jorn he makes. I think that anybody who disagrees with me is wrong. But that's why we have our own opinions, right? But I don't have a lot of opportunities to wear dress watches, and I don't, especially in my new position, I won't. Um, I'm doing sales as well, but it's not. It's mostly business to business sales. Yeah, it's completely different uh, um, industry. But I don't really have a lot of opportunities to wear dress watches, so we'll see if the Jorn actually makes it to the collection. But um, I mean, besides that, I want to get a Speedmaster. Uh, you know, we've been toying with the with the idea of going back and forth with Speedmaster. I definitely want to buy one. I'm going to buy one. That'll be easy. Um, that's going to probably be the next one I pick up because that's that's an easy one that'll one. just like pop up and just grab it. You know, it's not right. going to be. But um, any any specific one or. No, uh, I mean, I so I really what I one is Panda, and I I saw one on Instagram the other day, and I asked the guy how much, and he said seventy six hundred dollars. I go, okay, how much spend for so no for the Ultraman dial- for you? Uh, no, nah, I mean Ultraman's cool, um, but I like what I I've always liked the Panda. If you guys check out my Instagram, which is at Mister Thanos, I posted a picture of a Panda that I saw a while back. I was feeling nostalgic. I'm like, man, I should have. I, I at that time I was going to buy it, and, and that was probably my first year or second year in in buying and selling watches, you know. I was 25 years old, uh, was starting to make some money, but I wasn't sure that I could actually spend money on watches. Now, we're you and I are both over the hump that we're comfortable spending, you know, uh, five ten thousand dollars on a watch, you know, fifteen thousand dollars on a watch at yeah. this point. So, you know, it's it, a lot of times it's not how much money you make, it's how much you're comfortable spending. It's yeah, I think it's both. I think it's coming to terms with the fact that you realize, like, okay, the rest of my life is more or less put together, and this is truly discretionary money and it's not right. you know you're not scratching pennies together i would say my uh the way i look at it the smurf is my super lofty goal mm-hmm. right obtainable don't know if it'll be the end of the year but super possibility super lofty my midterm goal is a overseas gen 2 chrono okay and i think what color black, dial? black dial i think black dial, I can see just that. because like the blues are really nice but i'm not going to pay the premium sure the silver dial for me doesn't really do anything so i think black's the safe play mm-hmm. um you know if you add that to uh if you factor the the smurf as being a reality and then you add the black dial at least you know you're still getting some versatility there yeah um but i've always loved that watch i the three is growing on me i will say the three is like i agree with you you want the three. For, I hate it at first. Yeah. So here's the thing. The three is technically better in every single way possible. 
the bracelet's better, all the straps, the disconnect, the movement, mm -hmm. everything is better about it, except better, right? for the way it looks. Sure. So, I don't know, and the price tag, because well, right now they're they're crazy expensive. So I I felt that the the three the the non chrono just the time and date looks nice. The chrono is okay. Doesn't look didn't look as great as as nice as the second gen. The one that I thought really missed the mark at first, but I'm starting to grow on me, unfortunately, world is the time. dual time. No, the world time, the world time, not the world timer, the dual time. The world okay. timer, I like, it looks, the dial's pretty, yeah. though I know there's issues with their movements, but the dual time with these large triangular tips on these hands, right. I thought it looked so weird. But if, you, if anybody's been following on Instagram, they made a prototype, like a deep stream prototype of the dual time. So it's all titanium. The thing looks unbelievable. So I'm starting to come around on that on that VC. And again, man, like my perspective on watches in just the last two weeks has changed so much that like, cause I haven't on a daily basis in the past, I would only be looking at watches that uh, that other people wanted to buy. So I had to formulate opinions to give those to other people. And there was always a little pressure to buy and sell. Sure. Now, which great for me, and like one thing I'm already enjoying is that like all my all my clients for the last six years are, are now my friends, and now we're just watch buddies. So now, if you're dealing with those clients, they're calling me. Hey, man, what do you think? What, yeah. what do you think I should pay for this? So now I get to work against Jason. I get to tell well, tell <laughs> tell my guys what they should be paying. Nah, nah, it was, I mean, but it was funny because you were you like walked by somebody's desk uh, when you came to the office earlier today, and they were like, "Yo, what can I pay for this?" And you're like, "I don't know, work here anymore." Yeah, I don't work here anymore. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, so. From the aspect, like the good thing though, if you really is, you have the education in, in terms of looking behind the curtain. Yeah, right? I so know you're watches informed are on both stuff. aspects right. of it. So yeah, you know that's it's fun, man. It's going to be fun, and and uh, you know I plan on again staying in the community as a collector because that's that's the coolest thing about this, in my opinion, is that that you know. I could be selling toilet paper, right? We could be selling anything, some sort of junk, and and we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't get to be part of a like a community of of enthusiasts. So that was my my biggest takeaway for the last six years selling, buying and selling watches, and it's you know, and I started, I got into the watch community as a salesperson, so I never got to see this side of it. So now the fact that I get to have these conversations, my buddy Ruben who called me for two hours just deliberating over which watch he should buy or what she, what kind of deal he should do. And After I'm like, an hour long conversation with me. Exactly. So he got off the phone with you. And so he was, he's vested. He's emotionally like vested in the, right. in the which is, you know, it, it, there is a seriousness mm -hmm. to this as well. So, you know, sometimes it, it becomes less of a hobby and more of like a, a, a very serious Oh, choice yeah. for a lot of people and, well, and it's a lot of money that yeah well so the the thing too is uh we're fully aware i'm i'm fully aware that when it's when you don't have the exposure to the things like we do because we handle all the watches we see them all the time like it's easy it gets easier and easier for me to be to be very uh, conscious of what i like and what i don't like very sure. quickly because yeah. i've exposed so much to all this stuff but sometimes guys don't ever get to see the watch before they own it. Oh yeah, and that's a big risky, like you know, Scary. transactional thing. So, um, well, so true lie on the on the uh, that's funny. It's live kinda, chat. Yeah, it said he goes from the way these guys talk about watches. You know that they really love them and not just do this as part of a job to sell them. And honestly, like I remember, I remember like my first week on the job, I I talked to a buddy of mine, my my best friend. And I said, man, I can't believe some guy just spent eight thousand dollars on a watch. What a fool! This is crazy. I'll never understand that. And at this point, man, I have. I think I counted up. I probably have about forty thousand dollars in wholesale value in watches, and I'm just like, like what a uh, moron! And what a moron I am! But it's you know, it's fun. You know, you realize that, you know, you have, you have, uh, well, it's so the collecting side of it. Which growing up, I was never like a big collector. Like I know that was kind of your thing, right? So I, I've gained like a, a real understanding for being a collector by you know through this industry and, and meeting 
all these guys from now, you know, you guys are my friends now. So, you know, uh, and I've, I've really grown to have some really great relationships with people who, who I look up to and who can mentor me. And obviously, you know, a guy like you, Jason, you know, we've only met, what, three years ago. You know, you came in to interview and you were working for Torneau and you came in to interview and I interviewed you and I, and, you know, I was a believer from day one. Maybe not everybody, but I think you showed everybody. He likes to say that and, a lot. Hey, listen, dude, it's a compliment, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I knew that you were going to be, you know, uh, a, a top dog in, in our office and in this industry from day one. And I, and I really appreciate, you know, everything that you've done for me, bud. You know, it's, it's been, it's been really great. All right. So let's, we're not yeah, talking about anymore. Let's not, yeah. People, we're going to get some real hate we're in gonna, the comments here. We're going to go. Uh, um, all right. So, okay. So you're going to pick up a Smurf. I'm hundred uh, percent stainless steel, black dial sky dweller for me. I want to pick up a, um, a, uh, a 40 millimeter black dial president. So what you saw on the screen for our top five, I want that watch. Uh, we'll see. I have to sell a lot in order in to get yellow. that, but I, there's an opportunity for me to get that. I want to get a Jorn. I want to get a Speedmaster. Um, what else? I don't know. What do you, what do you think of Jay? Um, honestly, I really don't have too many other, um, I will say I put a, a Moser, uh, Pioneer mm -hmm. on the wrist the other day. Sure. Um, the blue dial stainless steel piece. And while I do think it's a little bit large, I, I really, really like the watch. Mm -hmm. Um, there's something, I, I like the brand. I like what they stand for. You know, they're, they're kind of weird, quirky type of dudes that make a very serious instrument that's kind of fun. Um, and where they stand in the industry, I could definitely get behind that from a brand standard. I don't know if the Pioneer is the watch for me, but I do like it quite a bit. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, between those two watches, between a Smurf mm -hmm. and uh, and my other pick there, I think I might be tapped out for the year. Yeah. I think I want to go with, like, two big watches and, and call it, you know. Call it. I got you. All um, right. So just to sum it up, because I know that this title of, the, uh, of this uh, show is the best watches to buy in 2019, and some people are getting upset about the fact that we're not being very direct with our answers here. But honestly, these are watches. A Black Dial Sky Dweller, if you're going to get a stainless Sky Dweller, the Black Dial is the one to go for because the blue, number one, in my opinion, is a little gimmicky, and it's going to be – Far more expensive, four or five thousand dollars more expensive. So the value play is the black dial sky dweller. I think the Smurf right now is a great value. And it's only going to get more, more. Uh, it's going to get more play. And if Rolex keeps going, these are the watches that that are kind of being somewhat overlooked right now. So for twenty five thousand bucks or so, you can get a Smurf. And I mean that watch is, in my opinion, worth every every penny of the twenty five thousand dollar market price for that watch. So those are two watches that, if you want to buy, if you're looking to add things to your collection in twenty nineteen, those are the watches to look for. When you, when you talk about a watch that, so the watch to buy is the watch that when you put it on, you're like, holy, holy crap, can't believe I own this, right? right. And it's like, when you look down at the time, you're like, oof. Yeah. You know? It's just, and when it you're, pops hard. It's just like when you're walking away from your car mm -hmm. and you, you got to look back yep, at it. Yep. It's the same feeling. So when you look uh, down and you tell the time and then you got to take a second look because you got to admire it. Oh, I love this watch. That's the one that does yeah. it, man. That's what the feeling that you're chasing. And, and, you know, we've talked about like how that chase can be very addictive and like very scary mm -hmm. and but when you do it the right way and you obtain that piece and you put it on your wrist and it's and it's a reality, it's, mm -hmm. it's something special. Um, so right. yeah, in terms of like, in case you guys didn't, you know, the comments and addressing the best watches to buy, there's this clickbaity thing that we've kind of been doing for a long time. Trying to get um, more people to you look. know, there's a general conversation happening about those watches, but you know, it's it's we could come here. And we could give a list of 25 watches and run down them, and it'd be this like very analog, basic show. Or we yeah, could we have a that. real discussion not, as to what, what, we do, what we're uh, where our lives are. We've right never right done now, that, so. man. This is this is about. I'd say one thing about watch clicking. It's about people. Yeah. So you know, it's about passion. It's about you know what you like. And if you're buying watches and you're not buying what you like, you're making the biggest mistake, man. All That's right, my so opinion. So I. Uh, 
Our Getting graphics profound. guys queued this up, and if we don't use it, he's oh. going to kill me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, in terms of the way that we uh, are going to make this happen, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a good enough segue? Yeah, go for it. What are we going to do? We're just going to have to do it. Do it! By the way, that's me now for now on. I'm going to start making man, videos. Yeah. Shallow buff. Do just it. do it! Yeah, there you go. So, Just and that's and, and this is so that attitude is what we're going to take into the end of 2019 and into 2020 in terms of watch buying, but also just like, you know, personally, man. And I think that, you know, the great thing about watch collecting is that at its basic core, it's a celebration of success because nobody needs any of these things. Right. And, you know, you can buy a swatch for, for 60 bucks that'll tell time just as good, if not better. So, put you know, together by robots. <laughs> put together by robots for robots. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, this is this is the way to go about it. You know, if if you feel like you can afford it, or for you, even if you don't, you know, obviously don't put yourself in the don't spend your lunch money on a watch. But I'd say you know you got to reach, and, and, if, and that's only that's the only way things are going to get better for you. Yeah. So I mean, uh, recapping on the end of 2019, uh, I'm just you know I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to grind. Uh, I got some other things lined up that aren't watches that are that are important as well mm-hmm. so do you yeah um and the watches will be byproducts of success yep right so we love watches mm-hmm. they'll come with no matter you know in our entirety of our lives once you get to a certain point in other places the watches will come sure so that's kind of the outlook i have here and uh you know kind of a uh, bittersweet show i would say yeah. marking the i don't even know what is this like 75 or something no it has oh, to all be, t- oh, like total? all of all time. We stopped doing well, the, the since numbers. Since I started but... with Tim, I've done over 100 shows since I started oh, with Tim. And easily. if you guys scroll back to the very beginning, you can see one of the worst, most awkward moments of my life doing my first show with Tim. I didn't know what to do with my hands. For the first the f- like first like 20 episodes, I was I would sit my hands up front because I had no clue what to well, do with first, my hands. Yeah, the first time Tim asked me to be on the show was like within hours uh, like heads up mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do what am I gonna and I'm just waiting for the, the toughest question of my life mm-hmm. for Tim to ask me like about a movement and I'm just <laughs> like this is this is I don't know what's going on right now right. but you know what they get easier and they get more fun and more casual and I th- hope that comes through uh, we got some setting changes happening today uh, that are different um, shout out to our subscribers we, we had 83,000 subscribers um, we you, no, I said we wanted to, we wanted to cap out at seventy five. So go ahead yeah. and unsubscribe today. Also, if you guys haven't checked out the beta for the website's gone live, so the, the new website's up. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's got a lot of cool little details going on right now. Um, you know that's going to be improving as well. We're going to be you know rolling out some some new additions, but the layout's super cool, very like casual and but also. Uh, very nice and sleek as well so hopefully you enjoy that go click on some stuff if you see a watch that that you want to buy obviously my number's at the bottom of the screen yeah no longer have to concern yourself with calling josh (laughs) don't call me about unless you just want to talk watches don't call me to buy or sell a watch that's not not my gig anymore i'm doing something else i'll be calling you yeah are you going to be my salesperson here sure are you sure i think brian godberg everything at cost (laughs) every okay deal shake on that there we go Who's All right, cost? Guys. All right, guys. So again, check us out on, well, check out Watchbox. Subscribe to this channel. They're trying to get to 100,000. I'm going to do what I can to help out. Evo uh, underscore watches. There you go. Jason's Instagram. finally on Instagram. Evo underscore watches. I'm at Mr. Thanos. Now you can check me out. That's my collector's page there. I have thousands of watch pictures for the last six years that will be popping up on the uh, on the website. and He's got a whole cloud. Or on the, on the, yeah, I have thousands upon thousands. And I got my, my collection, so you'll see that evolve. Um, otherwise, check us out. What Watchbox is on Facebook. Yeah. They're on Instagram. 
Godberg Jewelers, everything across the board. Go ahead, subscribe, check us out, reach out, say hello, say goodbye, whatever it is. All right, guys. Take it easy. Thank you.